Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop uh, in Spring Valley at Valley Farm Market. Derek Marceau is actually out for this episode. He's in Kansas City for the National Barbecue Association Conference. Um, I wish I was there, but uh, it's been a it's been a tough third trimester for uh, for my wife and uh, it's been important that I stay here so we wish all of our barbecue family all the best that are out in KC hopefully uh, we get some good content from there but today we have one of our close friends uh, somebody that became a close friend of the show um, through actually Dave and Jeff um, we've had both Dave Palais and Jeff Dotseth on this podcast radio folk um, we love radio uh, especially a Cali Comfort, um, a lot of our success in getting outside of Spring Valley was uh, the stuff that we did on sports radio. And uh, Steve Woods has become a close friend. Um, he is part of the team, the Ben and Woods team at Mighty 1090. Ben Higgins and Shelly Higgins have also been on this podcast, so I think we've worked our way through. Kaplan's been on this podcast. Uh, so we've worked our, through, our way through the uh, Mighty 1090 lineup. Just missing Darren Smith. Just missing Darren Smith. And uh, yeah, we absolutely would love to get Darren on. Um, but you guys have an incredible lineup and uh, welcome to Behind the Smoke. Thanks very much. It's been, uh, it's been one hell of a year. I, it has I been an it's unbelievable been, it's been year. It's been incredible. Um, I think one of the coolest things for us, if you're tuning into the podcast for the first time, is you know for us going behind the smoke and getting into the business of radio and how radio can help transform your business, um, how you can build relationships and how the best people on radio ultimately podcast. Uh, you've been podcasting probably more than most people. You podcasted when it wasn't cool. So yeah, how, how many different podcasts have you started? It's funny, man. I, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday as we uh, are about to launch another podcast. <laughs> and, what was uh, the name of your last podcast? The very last one I did, yeah. Woods with Friends. And then the one before that? Was everybody's got a podcast podcast? I love that name. Yeah, everybody's got a podcast podcast. Yeah, um, but I started, I started podcasting in like 2011 uh, with Chris Cantori, who's been on who's this also podcast been on this as well. Podcast, yeah, we did a podcast called Cantori Woods. So I was on a show on FM 94.9. It's why I moved to San Diego called the Mikey Show. And Mikey was on Rock 105. It's big falling out. Mikey went to FM 94.9. The crew stayed behind. We have a huge, we have, actually, Mikey, it was Cali Comfort Mikey. That was our first gig into radio. Is that we started right? started doing stuff with the Mikey show. I'm not back, surprised. The, yeah. the old Mikey the show old Mikey on, on 105.3. Yeah. So, you know, I had met Mikey and Eddie and those guys back in Dallas. Um, I was a sales guy in radio. It's just a, so weird how it all worked out. But I, uh, he, like the first day I met them, they're both like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you need to be on the air. I'm like, well, shit, put me on the air. Let's really? go. Yeah. The first so you day. didn't have a dream before, like when you were in sales, you didn't have a dream that you wanted to be no, on the air before I, that. So when I, it's, you, you want to hear, it's the most serendipitous thing. The reason I'm even sitting here, the reason that I have a son, the reason that I'm married to my wife, it's just all serendipitous. And it's so weird how life works. And when I really sit back and think about it, I get emotional about it, but it also makes me, it, it trips me out. So I'm kind of aimless after I graduate college. Uh, graduated Loyola University, Chicago uh, in 99 with a degree in English. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. My dream when I was a kid, I always wanted to teach. I wanted to teach and coach. You know, that was teach kind of what? the deal. Teach English. Okay. Yeah, I was an English major. Loved to read, loved to write, um, you know, which probably surprises a lot of people. But I just, <laughs> I loved books, man. I loved books. I loved authors. I loved uh 
poetry. I loved all of it. And I love music. And in, in music, the words were always m- most important to me. Um, that's why I can't listen to new country because it just like the words are meaningless. They're vapid. You know, yeah. it's why I don't really like pop music because sure. the, it's kind of just meaningless stuff. Give me Willie and Waylon and Hank and the, the guys Johnny, that kind Johnny of, Cash. yeah, Johnny Cash, the yeah. guys that like you could feel it, you know, cause the words are so important. So long story short, I, I graduate and I'm aimless, man. I'm just drifting at this point. I'm living at home with my parents. I really don't know what I want back to do. Texas, back in, in Texas. Back in Texas. So in Texas. Chicago. We're back. Yeah. So I really don't know what to do. So my mom, God love her, sends me to a career counselor, which I think was a fancy word for shrink. Uh, <laughs> career counselor? Yeah. Ther- after college? After college. So it's not a career counselor Ther- before you go. Like therapist slash career counselor. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in therapy. I'm a big believer in talking it out. Uh, and so I agreed to go to this lady. And it just so happened that she was on the seventh floor, and on the tenth floor was this big conglomeration of radio stations: one hundred two on the Edge, ninety-seven one the Eagle. Um, so I'm sitting in her office one day. It's about four fifty. We we had met at four, and we're talking through. We said, "What do you want to do? What do you want to be?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know, I just really don't know. What are you into? I love music." And she goes, "Come with me." Literally grabs me by the arm, puts me on the elevator. We go up three um, three floors. There were at the radio station, but the doors are like shut. And so we're just standing kind of outside the side door. All of a sudden the door opens. Guy walks out. His name's Lauren Condren. And she goes, excuse me, what is your name? And he's like, how you doing? I'm Lauren Condren. She goes, what do you do? He goes, well, I'm the promotions director for 1021 The Edge. I like how she rolls. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just calling right shots. To it. <laughs> so she, he, he's like, oh, um, I do promote. I'm the promotions director for 1021 The Edge. She goes, well, I want you to meet this young man right here. He's got a college degree, is an English major, very sharp. I was probably 40 pounds thinner and kind of in my prime back then. Uh, and I was, you know, I was dressed up. The hair was looking good. And she's like, he's very sharp. He can talk. He needs a job. He needs a job. And he really loves music. And I think he'd be a great fit here. And the guy looks at me. And he goes, right on. Call me tomorrow. Gives me his card. So just like that. So wow. next morning, I wake up. I shoot him an email. Give him a call. He comes. I go in, interview. First job out of college was real. This is the first time you met with her? This, Yeah. This was like, well, we had met a couple of times. Okay. And then it finally clicked. Oh, we have radio stations upstairs. But this is the first time I ever met him or had any or inclination. Had any in- yeah. For radio. Wow. But I loved, I loved radio. I was raised on radio mm-hmm. like we all were. You yeah, know, back in the day, sure. I'm 43 years old. You know, radio, I listen to the radio all the time. And, yeah. and was a huge Stern fan and, and just I loved, loved radio. I loved music. I loved talk. I loved sports. So I give Lauren a call, go in, interview. He hires me as a promotions uh, assistant, a promotions kid. Which is uh, the bottom of the line. Bottom of the line. Yeah, yeah, bottom of the rung. Seven bucks an hour, something yeah. like that. So my dad is like, I just laid out how much <laughs> for you to go to this college in Chicago. I paid for you to live in a high rise. I had a fat place. Like it was, I worked and stuff through college, uh-huh. but like I didn't have to work to pay my way. So he, yeah. he's like, you're making seven bucks an hour. Brilliant. Yeah. As right. usual. So I, I'm in there for, and we sent you to the career counselor to mm, tell you to go and fucking tell you to this. go get a promotions <laughs> gig, which I didn't even really know existed. Right. So I go get the job and I crush it because I was having fun. And they're a bit like first night. They're like, Hey, go to this club and hand out t-shirts. Well, there's girls everywhere. I'm 22. There's girls everywhere. you work for the edge. You work for the edge. I'm like, yes, I do. Yes. I, would you like a t-shirt? Would you like a sticker? Would you like my phone number? Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> and so, so after about six months of doing that, well, I'm like noticing there's some ladies around the office 
And I start seeing one of them, and she's in sales, and she's this hot shit older girl in sales, and she's like, you're wasting your time. You need to be in sales. So she puts in a word with the, the sales manager. I go into a presentation for him, knock it out of the park. They hire me in sales. Perfect. Just like that. Done. So now I'm in sales, and then the Mikey show moves to town. And I meet Mikey and Eddie. They knew no one. They had no friends. I listened first. Wow, day. you met I Eddie. So you've yeah. known Eddie that long, too. I've known too. Eddie that long, wow. too. Wow, oh, yeah. that's incredible. And so they were there, and I, they had no, you know, they, Fuck, that's they felt so uncomfortable, right? Because mm -hmm. they're in a new town. They're California guys. California guys in Texas. In Texas. Do we stand like, out? Like, and Mikey, you know, they're like, <laughs> Mikey's sure. like tatted up and like the whole thing. And and I walked up to him first day. I go, hey, I listened to your first show. I was laughing my balls off. They did some prank call, and it was I was rolling. I was like. These, they they replaced Stern there, right? Wow. So it was big That's shoes huge. to fill. And I had to sell them. So I was going to, I worked for 97.1 The Eagle. That was their station. So I meet them in the hallway. I'm like, dude, you guys are great. They're like, bro. Like they wanted, you know, they would have, it could have been anybody, a serial yeah. killer. They would have been like, come on in. Hang <laughs> come <up."> on in. <laughs> so I go in, like they would have me on air all the time on the studio. Like this is Woods, crazy sales guy. He reminds us of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I wore glasses and stuff like that. I really like, there was a weird resemblance. We had a lot of the same habits too, but um, it was wild times, dude. It was wild, wild times. So I'm, I'm in radio and I've just become friends with those cats and their career in Dallas didn't last long. They got a, a gig to move back out to California. So they took it. What year was that? Oh man. Gotta be like, Oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, around so, there. Yeah, around yeah. there. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, one, oh, two, I would guess. Yeah, 17 years ago. Just bananas. And, That's crazy. And, and then, man, all of a sudden, um, we stayed in touch. And Mike, you were still in sales. Yeah. I, how, I, are you, how are you doing in it was sales? Good. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was, it was fun and I was making money. And, and what then, was the most successful formula you used for sales? Oh, dude, because, like, you know, it's like when you're selling something, you have to believe in it, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, and I the, loved it. And I the loved more, my the more that you learn about your client before you start pitching, hey, this is what you know the Mikey Show can do for you. Yeah, you learn about, hey, this is the mattress company. How can I help? Yeah, and like for me, I was your typical young, fearless sales kid, right? So I would wasn't afraid of the phone. Mm -hmm. Always could talk. Loved face to face meetings. Um, I liked putting a suit and tie on and going out and closing business pretty easy too the eagle was a, a brand in, in dallas so mm -hmm. hey what's up it's steve woods from the eagle oh shit how you doing man come on by you know come in at least do a meeting sure thinking they can get some free concert tickets or whatever um then i made a, a kind of a big mistake in my career first of so many kind of got lured our our market manager got hired away to go run a cluster of stations in vegas and i was a young kid um and Basically, she's like, I love you, Woodsy. I want to take you to Vegas with me. And I'm like, whoa, wow, Vegas. So I decide just out of the blue to leave Clear Channel Dallas and go and work in Vegas. Was this for more money or yeah. a better opportunity? More Both? money and what I thought was a better opportunity. Um, wide open, man, right? Mm -hmm. Wild, wild west out there. And Kelly was my boss and she was going to kill it and she would take care of me. And Woodsy, we got you this, the list, they always call it in radio. Oh, we got a fat list. How old were you at the time? 23, yeah. 24, whatever. Like just So you'd been there for what, like a couple yeah, years? A couple years, yeah. yeah. I was young and dumb, man. And the well, lure, going to Vegas sounds the lure great, of Vegas, right? right? Yeah. So I go to Vegas. <laughs> they give me my list on day one. And it turns out I'm now working for like a like a pop station, which I just, I hate, I hated from the get-go. Wait, you don't believe in it? Right. And I hated it. And they give me this list and like, all right, here's your list. 
Typically, when you hand like a, a crusty veteran, like an old veteran that's been in the business, a list, that list starts billing immediately. Hey, these guys are already on. They're billing. Mm-hmm. You, you get that billing and you make commission off of it. I'm calling these guys like, hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Woods from Clear Channel Vegas. I'm your new rep. And they're like, we, we haven't advertised on the radio in 15 years. I'm like, oh, my God. They're like made up name. Like, yeah, might as well have just been a list of companies on a piece of paper. So immediately I started to sweat. And, I and got, it's his commission job. It's a little bit of a base. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. But I'm living in Vegas, and it turns out living in Vegas sucks <laughs> because you wake up in Vegas on a Tuesday, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm still in Vegas. You're like, I live here now. Yeah. I live there's here. No there's no getting out of Vegas. There's no getting out. Yeah. I made it about 120 days. And no I, way. I just tucked my tail. I tucked my tail, days. dude. Holy I tucked shit. my tail and was like, I fucked up. This isn't for me. So I go back, and I'm not. I don't go back into radio. Get a job. You're not um, welcome back in radio, or you yeah, just what? Not felt- a not a Clear Channel. She had told like the the new market manager that replaced Kelly was like, "We love you. I've heard nothing but great things. When you want to come back, you just tell me." I call mm-hmm. her to try to come back. She's like, "No, we really value integrity." And oh, you yeah. left, and I'm like, "Wait, but you said I could come back." So lesson number one for me, um, you know, the world owes you no favors, right? So absolutely. So I go back and I grind it out for a few years and I'm doing stuff I enjoy and I'm making money and I, I just, I can, I can get along anywhere. I can get along with anyone um, and I can figure it out. That's been the best, the best advice I can give to anyone is fake it till you make it. Cause yeah. I am a walking fake it till you make it a hundred percent. And I don't know that I've ever made it, but I've been faking it ever since. And it's always worked for me and I keep well, getting ama- amazing, amazing things have started to happen to you and we'll yeah. obviously get to there. But I mean, I so, think that that's very important. So then I, there were shitty things along the way. Oh, absolutely. A million speed bumps. Yeah. And you just, put but when your- we look on social media and I mean, people, we live in a world where it's just like, is, do I like it? Do I not like it? And you see the stories you're like, Oh, well this person, like he's fucking killing it. Yeah. You know, number one sports channel in, uh, in, yeah. in the market, like, Oh, and he's announcing at the seals games. Like how fucking easy was it for Steve? Right. I mean, it wasn't, it's, it wasn't easy at all. It was it was so hard, and and so many things happened to me along the way. A lot of them my own doing. So many missteps, so many missed opportunities, so many wrong decisions. A, a, a million. I mean, literally a million. I I try not to have a lot of regrets because my life's worked out pretty great. But getting that phone call, I got a phone call from Micah Spars on on January first of twenty ten. Out of the blue, I, I would talk to Mikey and them, you know, a couple times a year, mm-hmm. text and whatever, and they would have me on still because Mikey did that twenty eight hour show. Yeah, so they needed fucking material oh, yeah, to fill for sure. He'd be like, "Woodsy, you want to call in?" I'd be like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> so I'd call in and do like a break with him. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Here's our boy Woodsy from Dallas. Here he's a fucking lunatic. You know, Woodsy, how many <laughs> how many girls you banging right now? You know, it's crazy yeah. stuff. Like, and I would." It was totally cool back in twenty ten. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not allowed to do that anymore. So apparently, um, people liked it. When they heard it, like, oh, cool, Woods is coming on. Woods is coming on. So he's got to build. And the P1 Army is the no P1 joke. The P1 Army was no, no joke. joke. So Mikey's Still, gotta, to this day. Mikey's got to build a new, new show. So I get this phone call. Hey, bro, it's, it's Mikey. Dude, um, some stuff went down. I'm at a new station. I'm solo. I got to build a new show. Any interest in moving to San Diego and doing sports for me on the radio? Just like that. No was, fucking was way. The pitch. What were you doing? Uh, hospital recruiting. I was having a ball. I was making... 120 grand yeah um oh wait no i wasn't doing hospital i was working at reach this company called reach local mm-hmm. and they had an office here um but i was a manager there I was mm-hmm. making yeah 120 140 were you happy yeah i was loving it really? i was in dallas 140 and 130 in dallas is like making a million dollars seriously <laughs> like it's a lot of i was like i did whatever i wanted you know and I, and I was a manager i had people under me and i was rising in this company 
But when I got that phone call, he's like, do you want to move to San Diego and be on the radio? And it was, it was a dream. It was, uh, it was, it, and I got really excited about it. To be on the radio or to be in San Diego or a combination of the both? both. Had you ever thought of San Diego before you knew that he was there? Yeah, but not in, in a way, like I had, I have always had a longing for California okay. um, since I was a little kid. I don't know why. Um, probably, probably watching Van Halen videos. I was like, seeing where palm, are those guys? Seeing the, the palm sun, trees. Yeah, Sunset Strip and all those girls. Like it always called to me, yeah. always. And I, I liked Texas, but I'm not your typical guy from Texas with the Texas flag draped around my shoulder mm-hmm. and and all that. I've always been a little bit of the black sheep in my family, a little bit more of the, the left leaning, the little bit more of the, I, I call it open-mindedness. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of have always been drawn to California. Always yeah. came out for a couple of visits and was like, God, I love this place. I mm-hmm. love it. It's just a different lifestyle. When I got the opportunity, work was going well, you know, and I was fairly happy um, there, but it was just something I couldn't pass up. If, if given the opportunity, fly out meet with the program director garrett michaels who i spent about half an hour with yesterday he's in our building Mm -hmm. um and i nailed it man i nailed it and then we get out we get it this is just a part-time so you're like i mean you're cutting your pay and in in half if not more oh yeah yeah i mean the pay and to be honest this is just to chase a dream i didn't give a shit yeah i did not care i was so happy and when i landed did your family support you yeah yeah. Oh man. Like you they, they knew after the career counselor and after yeah. you, like they knew what radio did for you. They knew. Well, and they just, my dad knew how, how my dad has always believed in me so much, the potential that I had and he would be happy with me, you know, doing digital marketing like I was for each local running a team. If I was happy, mm-hmm. if I told my dad, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to be a butcher. My dad would be like, yeah. great. Go be the best butcher you can be. Honestly, like he's just, they've just been so supportive, whatever I need always. They've been amazing. Um, and it was a kick for them too. So I start on the radio, no radio experience, just a couple call-ins here and there, but sit down and we start. So you're part to, of the show. You're part yeah, of the actual, it's, how, who's it's, on the show. That was Mikey is the leader. Uh, it was Mikey, me, Jay Isbell was the producer. Um, Lauren O'Brien, also her first time in radio. Mikey discovered her on YouTube and Sienna, uh, Sienna Richards at the time, now Sienna Farrar, um, who had done some stuff like on a, on a pop station with AJ, but she had some experience. So we get in the room and we just immediately click and there's this chemistry, uh, that just goes nuts and people really responded to it. And we had a phenomenal, phenomenal six to eight months of that. And, uh, did you have any fear? None whatsoever fearless and mikey was great um he told me from the get-go he he literally would say in meetings because people would get mad like jay was a producer he had a million things to do lauren was the assistant producer which she didn't ask for but mikey made her she was editing stuff sienna was doing the news mikey literally said in a meeting woods you don't have to do shit i want you to show up and fucking be kobe that's all you have to show up and fucking drain shots. Really? That's he goes. Oh, just show up and be Kobe. Show up no and big, be Kobe. Like that's not that's not something to. Well, he said he's like, big shoulders. He goes, you're Kobe. You're Kobe. Be, <laughs> come in and do you. And I and he told me and it's the, it's the greatest. Just thing. be fucking Kobe. No big deal. And he says, Kobe of radio. And you've never says, done radio. You know why you will work on the radio because you don't know how to be anything other than yourself. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, just never forget that. So I've always tried to remember that advice from Mikey. And and while Mikey and I aren't close uh, anymore. 
the lessons I learned, the discipline I mm-hmm. learned from that man that he instilled in me, the fear of being late, being unprepared. Um, I've carried it with me for the last 10 years. Uh, he didn't like people who were late. He just, he didn't, he made you, you took it seriously. Like you, he it was a bar. real, real thing, dude. And you wanted to make sure you were prepared. You don't want to let your show down. Um, and I just, it stuck with me. And I've to this day, like, the discipline that mm-hmm. it comes with doing morning radio is astounding. I mean, you just you did know. four hours of fucking yeah, radio. Just and now. then now you're coming back here to do a podcast. It's, I mean, first you started and you were doing three hours and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you guys, yeah. you guys need more work. How about you fill another hour? It's been great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that fourth hour too. Right. It's like, oh God, what are we going to talk about? But no, man, like, yeah, I would love to go see my favorite band play on a Wednesday night and have 17 cocktails and, and you know, party. But I got a morning show to do the next day, and I took that really seriously because I didn't want to. Um, I don't want to blow this opportunity, yeah. you know. And and that's what it was for me. Living in San Diego has been a dream. I'll die here. I don't ever want to do radio anywhere else. Um, if I can't do radio here, then I'll do something else. And what happened after the Mikey show? You were at ninety four nine. Oh, How man. long was that? God, it was such a short. Is this hold on. Can I do this? We got it. Brian's on it. That's right. It actually tightens. Oh, there you go. Unlike, Perfect. Unlike the other ones. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. We don't edit anything, so you guys that are listening to this, you just get you just get the. <laughs> this is behind it's behind the smoke, so you get all the fucking bullshit. You get me spitting in a cup. Too. Absolutely. Fantastic. Hey, it's part of the deal. As raw as raw as possible. Okay, so that's why we um, love the medium. Man, it went south. Uh, it went south after a year. It was tough. It was a rough, one of the roughest times of my life. You know, I, based on I, anybody that knows the story, they know the story. Mm-hmm. I, it's not my, it's not really my story to tell. It was just that um, <clears throat> they wanted to go in a different direction. <clears throat> Luckily for me, they wanted me to stay, and so then I became solo morning host. Jesus, at ninety four nine with a year under my belt. I didn't know how to run a board, and Fuck. when I when I say fake it till you make it. I, that's exactly what I did. I didn't know jack shit about being a DJ. Didn't know jack shit about running a board. You know, being the guy in the mornings. Nothing. I knew nothing. How and did I, you? How did you fake it? To you, I, I fucking just faked it. I figured it out. Like, I, were there people around that you asked questions? Or yeah, were you I mean, there like longer hours. Pe- pe- I mean, you don't pe- become Kobe without being Kobe. People like Hillary, uh, who works at ninety one X now, mm-hmm. instrumental in my growth as a, a radio personality. Um, my boss Garrett was really supportive at the time. Then he got let go. My next boss. Fuck that guy. Um, he's still there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, but other people in the building, guys like John, you know John Flint from John and Tammy. John Flint. I don't think I know. Was him. a big help. Um, a lot of people in the building were great, but I literally was just like, I've got twenty seconds to fill after this Muse song into this, um, you know, uh, Green Day song. Mm-hmm. Say something funny. Say something dynamic. Say something, you know, whatever. My thing on the air and my brand has always just been a smart ass. And I used to get called in all the You're time. You're a smart ass? Yeah. And I would play, like, if I didn't like a song, I would play a fart noise over it. Or I would say, oh, look at this. Here's the neighborhood again. And I'd play it. And I just didn't give a shit. Like, I, I wasn't going in, like Mikey said, I don't know how to be anything other than me. Yeah. I wasn't, I never wanted to be this but guy. But that's when personalities are the best. I mean, as somebody that loves radio, loves sports radio, yeah. loves talk radio, personalities are the best when they're not restricted. Correct. And 
that's the one frustration with radio is that they get they get restricted. Yeah. I mean, that's why we love the Dave and Jeff podcast is because they talk about all those restrictions that they had not being to, not being able to be them. And I just wore it like I I knew that the audience responded. The ratings were good. They liked what I brought to the table in the morning. They didn't get a lot of me anymore, but what they did get was enough to keep them there. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, I literally would play. I would play like vomit sounds over songs. I would play fart drops <laughs> over songs. Be like, and I would just be like, hey, if you missed it, that's the neighborhood. And don't worry, we're going to play it again in probably 20 minutes. I'll be right back. You know, shit like that. My <laughs> boss would be like, fuck you, don't talk shit about the music. I'd be like, dude, this music is terrible. Is like, it worse to talk shit about the music or talk shit about a sponsor? Sponsor. A sponsor. Yeah, money. always a about money. You can't yeah. attack money. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I I I never I never would do that. Like I'm not a dummy, you know? Like I but Well, there's the, times where you just don't I mean, you don't even realize, you know, that it's a conglomerate and yeah. that, you know, it's part of a different brand that's bringing in different money to the station. And I never really worried about that. I just kind of I did my show the way I wanted to do it for the most part, and but I always had this longing of like I moved here to be on a morning show and the the times we spent cracking each other up and coming up with bits and and you know, playing grab ass and everything else. It just, I call it getting off. I have to get off every day. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that sexually. I mean, like I, I have to get off in those shows where I'm laughing. And I know if I'm laughing and getting off, then somebody in his car is laughing and yeah. having a, a good time. And that is the most important thing to me. And it's so corny to say, but like, I love the art of radio, the art of it. And I do love, um, I love the ability to be somebody's morning wake up in their routine. Cause I still have my radio routine every day at one o'clock. My app goes as much as I love listening to the Darren Smith show. There's a reason why I, sometimes I don't listen to Darren and Scott and it's not sinister at all. It's, I don't want to steal their shit. Yeah. Like I don't want to, when I listen to them, I'm like, fuck, that's a good point. I don't want to make that point tomorrow. Honest to God. I, I think Darren gets a little mad at me sometimes. Cause sometimes I'll be tweeting at my favorite show back in Dallas while his show's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, it's nothing personal. It is, you're so good that I don't want any run over. I don't want any like That's legit. crossing That's of streams. Legit, and it, sure. it really is like. Especially listen, with the amount of content that we're consuming. Absolutely. Like from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook to podcast to radio to TV to no Netflix. Question. You're like, where the fuck did I even hear this? And where did I find all this time of the day? But when I Am say... Am I saying this again? Like, did I say that on the podcast? And it, like, I'm talking to the same person? Like, exactly. They, they think I'm an idiot. Exactly. And I, I really honestly... So I listened to um, this show back in Dallas called The Hardline. And they go from one to four our time. That's usually the time of day I'm home from work. I'm mm -hmm. taking care of my son. He's taking a nap. My wife's out doing her real estate thing. And I'm, I've got my time. And I met their host, who is my hero. Do you listen live? Or I on listen the on the app. Yeah, so while well, they're live. Is, oh, they're live. So they're so three to seven. Getting, you're still getting the commercials. Yeah, I get all the commercials okay. and everything. So, um, But I listen to them, I would say, between two to four hours every single weekday. So we've had a chance to have their host, Mike Reiner, on, and he's my radio hero. He's at the old Gray Wolf on Twitter. He's just this legend in Dallas. So I had a chance. Paul set it up at the Super Bowl. Reiner came by and did nice. a, an interview, and I got to meet him, take a picture. Oh, rad. And I told at him. Super Bowl? Yeah, at the Super That's Bowl. That's super cool. And I told Reiner, I go, hey, just so you know, like my goal in radio is to do what you've done with the hard line. Because it's a sports talk station, the ticket. They're number one in the market for 25 years. They're beasts. In Dallas? In Dallas. That's but, a big deal. But in, in Dallas to be number one, that's a big fucking deal. Sometimes you will tune in and it'll do a segment on Steely Dan. Then the next segment will be on 
a documentary they saw. Like I don't I love sports, but I don't like talking sports for four hours. I really don't. It's it's not I mean I don't that, it's not me. The thing that I love about Kaplan is he always has pushed back and we yeah. when we had him on Behind the Smoke, we talked about, you know, his career in radio and the things that listeners always come up and talk to him about were when he would talk about Little League mm-hmm. or he would talk about, you know, coaching his girls' soccer team. And it was never about the fucking Chargers or the, yeah, the like, Chargers. Yeah, it was never the yeah. analysis. It was just it was always the life, you know, as as a dad. Well, you know, him show. as a dad. Look at our show. What do you think we get the most traction on the whitest man in america reading rap lyrics once a week and <laughs> oh, people love fucking love it and i, I love, it. love and it and it was my it's, idea it's like so fantastic and it's one of those things where like i have no problem making ben the star of that segment. yes it's not the same if i do it it's just oh isn't. it's not not at all and it's, so it, it's that's the brilliance is that ben ben's reading yeah it. absolutely so I, I don't want to get on and go okay Let's go around the NFL. Okay, let's go around the NBA. Like, it's been done. It's fucking played out. We did a I mean, bit like, today. Think that's... about think. We I grew up on Sports Center. Yeah, I don't even watch Sports Center anymore. I don't. Anymore. Either. I don't Isn't I that could, crazy? I can't remember. The Is last that fucking time I crazy? Sports Center. I really can't. Like literally, that was the only channel I would watch Sports Center or MTV. Yep. And now I don't fucking watch ESPN ever unless there's a live game that's on it. You know, we did a bit today. Andy Green got thrown out last night at the Padre game and I uh I said man he's just the he's just the worst arguer in the world he just does not know how to argue with an umpire so I go let's show him how it's done so I go in and I Paulie and I are in the studio and I turn my hat around I get in Paul's face I'm like are you out of your fucking mind Megan that Paul believes that we played on the air it kills yeah but that's that's the stuff that sticks not hey Woodsy I really like what you said about how much uh, Lauer's using his slider. No. You know, it's really... No, it never cuts through. And that's what I think program directors and stuff and management sometimes of, of sports stations really don't get. Like, if you're going to tune in, if I'm going to invest in your life, I want to know what your marriage or your Absolutely. kids... I want to know that. Like, you're... Because it makes you human. It makes you human. Exactly. Like there's that's the relatability that transcends. Yes, we all love sports. We all know that. That's why we're listening to sports radio. But the human side, the fact that you're a dad and you're you know bringing your son to his first Padre game the way that your dad did. Yep. Like that's powerful as hell because it makes me think of bringing Colleen to his first football game. Of course. And my wife was there with him. And was that easy? No, it wasn't fucking easy bringing a toddler to a God, like nothing fucking easy about it. it, Right. I mean, you're still sweating, right? I'm still sweating from Sunday, (laughs) but no, it's uh, it's the, the, that art of radio it's and it. Trust me. There are days where I'm like, I got nothing. I got nothing like nothing creative, nothing good. But then there's stuff like we wrote a couple of little fake commercials that we've done about Fran Mill Reyes. We did a Padres Christmas album and they just slayed. Like, I wish I could come up with that stuff every day, but it kind of loses its luster. But I, I like that. We'll take chances. Sometimes things go. They don't go well. And sometimes they do. Um, but I just, I like the creative thing. And, and really for me, it's about getting off. I want to laugh. I want to make fun of Ben. I want Ben to make fun of me. I want to make fun of Paul and Joe. And I want to just crack up every day. And if I can get a good belly laugh or two, I'm happy. Like I'm good. Absolutely. I don't care what I make in money. I really don't. Like I'm just not a money guy. I, and it drives people crazy. Like my, <laughs> my mother-in-law and my, my stepfather-in-law, um, they're just the most wonderful supportive people, but they're always like. Like they came to the Seals game yes. and they watched me do my thing 
and they're like, do you the PA announcer the PA for the announcer. Seals, yeah, which for the, is the for new uh, lacrosse, lacrosse team in San Diego? We had we've had Josh Gross, the VP. Yeah. he is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. What an amazing! I mean, he's phenomenal. And those guys, the whole um, organization is very impressive. So like, they watch me work, and they're after the game. I'm getting texts from them going, Stephen, we didn't know what to expect, but we are absolutely <laughs> blown away. You're just amazing. And I'm like, thank you. I'm the fucking Kobe of PA announcing. Exactly. exactly. Talk about fake it till you make it. You think I knew jack shit about how to lac- no. announce a lacrosse game? Guess what? what I did do you, now. What did you know about the game of lacrosse? Very you learned little. it. You Very had little. to learn it. Yeah. yeah. Very little. And I learned as I go every yeah. time. I mean, and but they're, you know, they're like, dude, you could be doing so much with your Instagram and you could be doing so much with your Twitter. And it's not laziness for me. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just, um, and it's not really like some punk rock ethos either it's just like man i like going in and doing radio yeah and i like uh doing the seals games i'm passionate about those those are my passions i'm not real passionate about going out and doing what i have to do to become an instagram influencer or make money off of my instagram also there's a there is something to the effect of like i don't really want to make money off of my listeners yes that makes sense absolutely if somebody's going to devote four hours of their time to me or an hour or 20 minutes in the car. Um, yeah, if I endorse a product, I believe in that product. I'd love if you went into the Total T Clinic and sat down and got your testosterone levels checked. I would. That'd be yeah. great. And it'd be great for me. But I don't want to do like Woodsy's product of the week. No. You know, I just don't care about doesn't it. Doesn't feel good. It doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right, right yeah. to me. It's, some people can do it. More power to them. I mm-hmm. can't do it. Um, and it's just not... It's not what I'm made of. There was a guy that worked in town here for years. I won't mention any names, but he worked at KPRI. And the dude got let go, and then he pissed on uh, traditional radio. Pissed Mm -hmm. on it. And then he moved to some remote island. And what did he do? He started a radio station. And then what did he do? He put up a GoFundMe for people to send him money so that he could start this radio station. And in my head, it just always stuck with me. I go, "That's, that's just wrong. Like... You made a name for yourself on terrestrial radio. No one would know who you were without it. Mm-hmm. Then when you get let go, as people do in radio, you pissed on radio as a whole. Then what did you do? You went and opened a radio station on this remote island, and then you asked your listeners to pay for it. Yeah. It stuck with me forever, and it always will. I mean, I could be destitute, and I'm not going to like be like, hey, I need your help, listeners. You know, like yeah. I just don't roll that way and i'm not better than anybody else it's just the way i roll and i just cap you know cap has come at me before and been like dude you need to be doing more with this and that i'm like don't want to do it you know what i want to do i want to do four great hours of radio a day i want to do a podcast every now and then and i want to um do the seals games and be the best that i can be be part of the team but i just don't it's not that i'm not driven i'm very driven but I'm driven with other things. I'm motivated sure. by other things. I'm really, my main motivation in life is just to be happy and, and fulfilled. And you know what fulfills me? Doing good radio. It really does. I am fucking fulfilled, man. Absolutely. When I get in the car and I had a great show and I know I had a great show, I'm cloud nine. For sure. Cloud nine. And I'm happy and people are loving it. Well, you've also come so far. Yeah. I mean, let's, you, you were, you got out of radio. You lost radio. Radio not by choice. Your life. Yeah, not by choice. So, I mean, there was a, a dark time for you. It was the worst 14 months of my life. And I realized then my how much I really loved the medium. And hey, maybe it is an ego thing. Maybe I 
maybe I do like people telling me how funny I am or how great that was or or we miss you on the radio. Maybe it is. I'm not I'm not embarrassed about that. I but I do know that I love 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 that business and I actually I hate the business. I love the art <laughs> the art of it. Uh, I love to turn the mic on and do a show. But that 14 months where I was doing kind of part-time for iHeart and I can't say enough nice things about them. Um, you know, the, the, the guy, uti- they, the utility player for I utility player, that role. I mean, as hard as it was and part time and turning in a time card and all these things I've never had to do in radio, it gave me my shot and they let me do, um, sports for the first time ever. And I filled in with Hardwick and I filled in with Judd and I filled in with Costa. I filled in with Hartman. I filled in with Ornberger. I filled in with Willard. I filled in with all of them. And I cut my teeth a little bit, enough to where the Mighty 1090 said, well, yeah, okay, he's done enough. Let's go. Let's give him a shot with Ben. And I'll tell you, man, that 14 months, and then I'd say the first four to five months of Ben and Woods were the hardest of my life because you would think because I had a baby at home, it would have made it harder. It wasn't it, man. It was me. I was insecure about yeah. my place at 1090. I was. It's an intimidating place to work. Darren Fuck, Smith, Kaplan, and... like. I mean, just working with Ben. Fuck. I mean, like, he's a fucking legend in San Diego sports. No doubt. And then you have Darren Smith and you have Scott Kaplan. I mean, you're... And I'm some dipshit You have to to anchor the fucking lineup. Yeah. And I'm in the morning. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't fuck it up, kid. And and sure (laughs) And not to mention, you have Dave and Jeff fucking... Yeah. No matter what the fuck you do It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm on those motherfuckers. So, we are on... This is my one of my favorite stories, isn't it? And I look back now and I can laugh. At the time, I was like, I'm going to fucking, when I see them, I'm going to slit their throats. But they're, they're both going to die by my hand. We are on the air for two days. I've been on Ben and Woods. Two days. And we get Ron Fowler on the air. And Dave and Jeff are fucking on Twitter like, I sure hope Woods isn't a pussy and ask some fucking tough questions. He'll probably just roll over like a cream puff. I'm like, dude, I've been here 48 hours. Yeah. Like, leave. What am I supposed to do? What are you supposed do? to say to Ron? And I'm terrified. Right? I didn't know what kind of man Ron was. Ron's great. Yeah. Ron is a huge fan of our show. He's phenomenal. I could talk to Ron about anything now. Two days in, I was a wreck. <laughs> I didn't sleep the night before. Dave and Jeff are teasing it the night before. I'm like, if I see you, I'm going to kill you, both of you. And um, and I remember like asking a couple questions and them just ripping me on Twitter. And now it's turned into a bit. For sure. So now I can laugh, right? It can be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You guys were sitting in AJ Preller's box. Yeah. Tell me how tough you guys are on the Padres as you're Correct. having as you're dining Correct. with AJ Preller. Correct. Okay, both of you can eat it. <laughs> and uh but no, man, those guys have been so supportive of me. I, I wouldn't have made it through that 14 months without them, without Darren Smith, um, without Kaplan. Kaplan and I got really close. Uh, since we've been there, and the just the the number one guy though through all of it has been Ben Higgins. Mm-hmm. The dude is an astounding human being. Yeah, astounding. Um, I can't say enough about what he is as a human, as he is as a host, um, as he is as a partner, like a father, a father, a, a husband. husband. He's yeah. the most tolerant, tolerant human alive. <laughs> He'd have to be right yeah. to put up with me every day. And like, he has just been, he was so, like, I was such a wreck, man. I'm like, I don't belong here. I'm fucking up. I'm not good. You know, I just don't know what I'm talking about half the time. And I wasn't having, I was really freaked out when I started because we did have the baby, right? The yeah. baby's at home. We're new parents, first time parents. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing there. I don't know how, the, how old was your son when you started? So you, he was born. He was born February 6th. We started March 27th. Oh, fuck. Right? You're so six so weeks fucked. old or whatever. You're so fucked. And, I, and so my thing was like, 
what I thought I needed to do was that I needed to be coming home and watching all the sports. So <laughs> Hannah would be like, uh, I need your help. The kids screaming. I'm like, I'm fucking working. I'm working like, here. <laughs> this is work. I don't want to sound like a dipshit tomorrow. Why don't you understand this? And I was so insecure. And then um, all of a sudden, it just stopped. The insecurity kind of went away. And Ben was always like, bro, that was this. Ben would tell me we'd be three months in and I would just, I would be a wreck after the show. I would. I'd be a wreck. I'd be like, God damn it. I don't belong, man. I'm sorry, bro. Sorry. Then you look at Twitter and Dave and Jeff are fucking ripping me. Yeah, they're ripping me. And I would look at Ben and be like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, Woods, bro, you're so good. This is so good. It's the best radio I've ever done. I can't imagine. This is three months in. He's like, I don't ever want to do radio with anybody else. Just like that. And we had this really good bond early. And we started to, he started to kind of know what I needed. And Mm -hmm. that was just a little assurance. And he'd be like, hey, that was really good. Or man, you really brought something new to the table. I'd never even would have thought of that. And I needed a little of that. And now we're cruising. We're Mm -hmm. cruising. And it's such a pleasure every day. And if this is probably not wise to admit, do you know how many days now I've gone in and not watched a single bit of anything the night before? It's probably made you better. It made me better. It's just like you said, the same thing with Darren Smith and with, with Cap. It doesn't sound right for me to come in and go, it's not me to come yeah. in and go, did you guys see Tulane's fucking uh, three, four defense yesterday? <laughs> it, like it doesn't, it's not me. So here's been me during the NCAA tournament. Ben will be like, so this weekend and blah, 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 the games are, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I didn't watch one second. Yeah. Not one single second of the sweet 16. But you watch 16 baseball games. 100%. <laughs> Why? Because it's my passion. It's what I'm good at. I'll let Ben talk all he wants about you know, they're playing in transition and they're three point shooters. It's not me. And so I finally realized, oh, I don't have to be Ben. I can just be Woods. And that's what makes the show click. So when I say fake it till you make it, that's literally what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten me this far. And, and, but no, it's just, um, I can't really say enough good things about that dude and his family, uh, and just how supportive they've been of me. And, and he's really, <laughs> Like, he doesn't get enough credit for how funny he is. The dude is goddamn hysterical. And really, when the mics go off, I piss my pants in there. He's like the one of the, <laughs> he's one of the, he has one of the darkest senses of humor that you'd ever, he does. yeah. And he you'd does. be like, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. You wouldn't expect that from a golfer. No, man. And he's just, he's the greatest. And, and I, I will say it, um, you know, proudly. He's the, I've worked with some, some interesting characters. He is by far the, my favorite person to work with, and it's an easy it's an easy explanation. Every day he comes in, he's kind, he's on time, and he's prepared. Every day, and without he was fail. The sports director the night before for yeah. Channel Ten News. The guy works his ass off, and, it's and I respect it. You know, and he respects me and and what I bring the the passion and the energy every day, and that's why our show has been working. I think that's why it's cut through. What does it uh, What does it mean to be a father? It's everything. It's all I ever wanted. Uh, my ex-wife and I had a really hard time. We were trying to start a family and it didn't work. And I think ultimately it's probably what, what ended it for mm-hmm. us. We tried so many things. The stories are legendary. You do in, in, in vitro? Tried it. Didn't work. Yeah. Uh, tried adoption. Girl changed her mind. Wow. Uh, just the gnarliest stuff happened and, you know, nothing against her uh, or me. It just wasn't meant to be. I mean, I think that's definitely one of the things, the more that, you know, I have friends that they had children before I did, but 
it's very difficult for our generation to understand that we've spent so much time trying to prevent getting pregnant yeah. that once you decide, Hey, let's get pregnant. I mean, my wife and I, it took us three years. Yeah. I mean, I was, we were ready to go through in vitro, yep. go through the whole Spencer. manhood, manhood combine and yeah. figure out, you know, something wrong with my testicles. Like what the fuck's wrong no, with I me? Done something all of wrong it. with her. I told you, I told the story about having to jerk off in a cup and then put the cup in my armpit and haul ass up to Vista. Yeah. Cause in 20 minutes right? so they exactly. could test it. I'm like, like this you want to do, do you want to like, this is great. this is just how I drew it up. This is exactly it's, it's, how I drew it up. My right? first child. Absolutely. Literally like 20 minute drive to Vista. I'm like and I walk in and the guy is a guy there and I'm like where do I take this semen? Right? Where does this Where does go? the semen like I need to know now. Where's the semen depository? Like in front of the whole fucking yeah. waiting room. And Absolutely. I'm yeah. A bottle of cum in my hand. Well, you had the that option. That was in my armpit. You had the option to jack off in the in the waiting room. Which I've done that as well. <laughs> I've done that as well. The uh the the fertility uh, clinic. Yeah, it's been an it was a nightmare. So yeah. when we finally got pregnant and we knew we were out of the woods, um and then the whole the whole thing happened uh Dude, I'll tell you, and I, I think I've told this before, but when that kid was born, I was the first one to see him. I cut the cord, which I never thought I would do. Yeah. Ever. I was absolutely. Like, no, there's no chance of the vomit. No way. Happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Got to see him and hold him. And, um, you know, watching my wife go through what she did, emergency C-section, uh, my parents, my dad weeping because he thought something was wrong with her. Like it was. Was, it, early, was it early? A little bit, but A nothing bit. major. Yeah. Super healthy. Uh, and then I will tell you this, it was the worst 90 days of our lives. Both of us, I mm-hmm. was going to go full Kenny powers and move to Mexico <laughs> and become a cockfighter <laughs> and like, just do drugs on the beach and drink uh... and, because I hated it so much. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, what the this fuck? This is terrible. He yes. had, he had call. He was colicky. Yep. He, this dude screamed for 19 hours a day. Like he never stopped screaming. It never stopped. I would yeah. drive him at three in the morning. Then I started the gig and it was like, and then we, <laughs> we were on the air for a week. I got deathly ill. He got ill. Hannah got ill. Oh shit. Or I was off the air. I had to take a day off the air after like one week, which was, I wanted to die. I don't take days yeah. off, you know, like at least not at will. Um, but I just remember, I remember calling my mom one time at three in the morning, our time, which was five back in Dallas. And that's, she's always up by like four. And I call her, I was weeping. I was at 7-Eleven on one, the 101, and I'm like, Ma, I fucked up. I fucked up. I can't do this. I literally can't do this. He's screaming. I don't know what to do. We're terrible parents. We're fighting all the time. I hate this. I don't know why. Like, why did I do this? And day 91 stopped. It was like it was like a switch went off, and he was he just became the world's coolest kid yeah. ever. And, but that 90 days, I was like, I wouldn't recommend this to my worst yeah, enemy. This, like, this is the worst. <laughs> the guy I hate the worst in the world, they'd be like, all right, don't have kids, though. Like, that would be even too much. But then, man, you know, um, ever since then, the greatest experience of my life. This is absolute joy. I'm so lucky because I work the hours I do. Mm-hmm. I get seven hours with him every day, seven to eight hours a day uh, where I'm intimately involved in his life. Um, I don't know too many dads that get that opportunity, so yeah. I, I relish it. Now, are there days where I'm like, God damn it, go to your grandmother's, let me take a nap. <laughs> sure. Yesterday was one of those days. Yeah. He was at his cousin's. I got home. I was like, oh. It's fucking quiet. I was like, oh, it's my fucking God. quiet. And I was out on meetings. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I miss him. He'll be home at two. Yeah. I've got like, I, like later, like three or four. I was like, I've got like five hours. I took a two-hour nap. <laughs> I took care of other business. 
if you know what I mean. And I watched, started watching baseball. I was like, this is phenomenal. But then the minute he walks in the door, I'm it's like, the best fucking thing in the here. world. You know, and we, we had a great night. So it's the greatest. And I think about all the milestones we've had so far. Um, and I just think about all the ones to come. And like, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. There's still so much great shit coming, you know, because yeah. it's been so great. Uh, and I just, I think about, you know, sure, it was Sunday was amazing taking him to his first game. He was an angel. He did not make a peep. And we stayed, we got there a little late because we couldn't find parking, but he was the crowd. He was into it. And every time they would do something, he would just clap and he was grinning at everybody. And he met a million people, didn't make a peep, stayed the whole game. And just, he was a, a joy. Why, why was that important for you, the baseball game? Just because of, because uh, of, it's my greatest love. You know, it's that, um, that's that thing that that uh, I have with my dad. You know, my dad uh, taught me the game. My he's my stepdad, but he's my real dad. I call him my my real dad. He adopted me uh, as his son, and he gave that to me when I was ten. And how, was, how old were you when he adopted you? Uh, we they met in eighty five, so I was ten when they met. I think mm-hmm. they married in eighty five, so I was probably nine, and eight, your, nine, ten. Your birth father was around for how long? A year. Wow, gone. Just like just, my father. Yeah. I never just, met him. Yeah. Yeah. And I two I, pictures of, yeah. my, of my birth father. Yeah. And it was just that thing where like whatever if people give me shit about being a Yankee fan, but he's a Yankee fan. So if he would have liked the Detroit Lions and the um, Baltimore Orioles, guess yeah. who I'd be a fanatic of today? I'd because be a Lions those, fan and an Orioles. Those fan. teams make him happy or make him sad. And that's what made and me And that's happy. the bond. I mean, and, that's the sports bond. And that's why like that's why we have that thing when when we couldn't talk to each other when I was a young you know drunken idiot we still had the Yankees we still yeah. had baseball and, and we always have and it's just our thing my brother and him are big Notre Dame fans I like the Irish but I'm not psychotic because he went there but I I just that's his thing with my bro and I got the Yankees with him and um you know so it was important to me you know, it's an interesting thing because everyone's like, oh, Woods, you're going to be that fucking Little League dad. You're going to be that fucking lunatic. And I go, I don't give a shit if Bo plays or likes baseball. I really don't. I, I think he will. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be into it. I think he'll want to play. He'll grow up in dugouts because I'm still playing. He'll come to tourneys with me and the guys, and the guys will help raise him and teach him, and he'll run the bases. And, and I know that because that's all kids do. And then they find their own path. Sure. If he wants to be a piano player, Awesome, man. I got you. Let's go. Let's go get a piano. Let's get your lessons. You want to play guitar? I'm really into music. I play guitar. Um, if he wants to do that, great. I just want him to be passionate. And I don't care if it's gardening, baseball, football. Football's not allowed. Wife won't let him play. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah. Edit, wife, you don't edit it. Same way. <laughs> Ted will not let him play. Um, if it's soccer, if it's lacrosse, if it's no sports, if it's art, yeah. if it's writing, whatever he wants to do, I don't give a shit. I just want him to have the fire in him that I have about baseball, whether it's about anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to be a pilot, go be a pilot, be an yeah. amazing pilot. But um, that passion for baseball is, <laughs> it's funny, man. There's it, probably some deep seated psychological stuff, but I mean, 33 years I've been with my dad, I still play adult ball. And after a game, after a good game, I will still call my dad. I'm 43 year old. I'm a 43 year old man. I've got a son of my own. I'll call my dad. Dad smoked one of the gap. <laughs> two run, knocked in two runs. Guy was throwing fucking 84. My dad's like, oh shit, no way. That's badass. I can't, you're still swinging it real good. Yeah, like I can't wait to see you play. He'll come to my games when he's. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. Still looking for 
that approval, still seeking it, still needing it, still wanting it. And it's just a special bond. Sure. Special bond. I mean, that's, those are the things that connect us with sports. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we fall in love with sports. No There's doubt. so many different reasons. Yes. It's a San Diego team. So I'm from San You're Diego. In. I yeah. love San Diego teams, you know, but my wife, it was important for me that our second date, I took her to a charger game yep. and took her to a tailgate because that's me. She want, you wanted her to see and my it. Wife, like if, if she couldn't deal with that, not this work. would never fucking work. It's, it's like Hannah, dude. It's and and it's the same thing. When I, when I started dating Hannah, She's like, so what do what you, like, what is this? Because her dad, of course, Lauren Nancaro, everybody knows yes. in this town, that dude couldn't have given two shits about if the Chargers won or lost, the Padres won or lost. The guy would rather be in his garden creating, you know, working in his garden. He was a, a real man's man. Like, he literally, we're watching a video. that We show Bo a lot of videos of his grandfather on the news and little segments really that he cool. did. Yeah. And we've got his ashes in Bo's like room. Like actual, like they're on online. Yeah, they're online. Oh, very cool. And so my, our son, Bo, his name is Lauren. That's his first name. It's Lauren Bo uh, Woods, but we call him Bo. Cause Hannah's like, I, and I go, why didn't we just name him Bo Lauren? And she's <laughs> like, that would make more sense. Right. Right. If we're going to call him Bo, she's like, nope, it's yeah. Lauren. So it's Lauren. So obviously he's a, for those of you not married yet, you'll get it. Soon. Yeah. You'll get it someday. <laughs> it, just, Take your balls, yeah. throw them in the alley. You won't need them anymore. Correct. Um, so we, it's important to us, you know, that he knows the legacy of his grandfather that he left behind. And, and so we'll play him videos. And literally, we were watching the other day, and Hannah goes, oh, that's T-Bone, our, our bull. They had a bull named T-Bone. And she goes, my dad actually castrated him himself. I'm like, no way. fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> Seriously? She's like, oh, we had roosters, and, and we had this. And, like, I used to have to feed the goats. And I'm like... In North County, coastal San Diego, you had goats and cattle. She's like, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, your dad cut the balls off a bull. That's a fucking man. Yeah. I'm not that guy. No. Where where my passions lie are on the baseball diamond. And and really um, being with the guys and running the team and, and making sure everybody has a good time. That's my passion. And there was a time in our relationship she didn't get it. And she gets it now. And fully embraces it. Dresses Bo like we were the A's. That's my my Sunday team. Bo wears his A's shirt on Sundays. Sundays are for the A's. Like we are always taking pictures. And the day that he's old enough to come and hang, like because I'll do this until mm -hmm. I can't do it anymore. If I'm fifty, I'm still gonna be playing with these guys for sure. And and an A B here and A B there. The only reason I work out, the only reason I go do cryo, the only reason I foam roll, the only reason I do anything is so that I can continue to play baseball at a decently high level, you know, and the highest you can go without being a professional, right? Sure. Like p still paying to play, but it's still, I'm playing with the young kids, the 18 and up division. I'm not playing the old man league yet. Awesome. Um, because I, I love being with my guys and, and she finally gets like, all right, he needs this. Like, it, it's his it, baby. It takes a while to buy in. It does. It but does. when they do buy it, like, I mean, that's when you know, you found, you know, the woman of your dreams. Yeah. And, and really like the, the here's, I don't need her coming to my games and like, yeah. I, I just need her to accept to that that's important to me. That you right? have to do it. Like you have to have it. And I mean, there was a time when Rosie, when we were tailgating, you know, with the restaurant, we had 200 people out there and she's like, why the fuck are we doing it? Like, she's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you're hosting all these people. Like what's going on? I'm like, I need this. I need it. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how else to explain it to you. I, I love it. I, I love it. this I chaos. It. I, love it. I, want I absolutely it. love this chaos. It's and so I need true. it. We, there was a time. It's so great. We, we actually split up for, 
we split up for about nine months and it was all me. I was, we had moved in together too early and I was like, oh, and I'd been married and we had been dating. We, I had this, these visions of like being single for a year or two. And then, yeah, and then Hannah and yeah, Hannah and Carol walks in my studio and we both fall in love and we're done. It's over. I'm like, shit, I was single for like 90 days, you know? And so we we're together. So then I, I split for about a year and everyone's like oh shit what's he's about to go crazy you know what how i went crazy in that nine months of living alone i think i went out maybe twice you know what i did i played on four baseball teams four <laughs> i played two games on saturday and two games on sunday that's insane and i did it every weekend i would go how many fucking hours of baseball is that so i would get up at so i get up at six throw my gear on for the 35 and up team I'd go play with that team. Um, I would then have my other 18 and up uniform in the car. This is Saturday. Drive to the next field, putting on that uniform. Go play. Go home. Wake up. Do it all again the next day. I played on two 18 teams and played on three 18 teams and one 35 team. Fuck. And I did it. It didn't always line up where I had four. And you weren't work, you weren't working, or you were. No, working? I was, it was weekends, and I was I was actually yeah I was unemployed. I was doing part time. You were so. paying to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going yeah. in debt to play but like everyone thought i was gonna go like crazy like out like you needed pouring it. around and drinking and mm-hmm. i was like no nah, i'll just spend my money on playing baseball and and dude i it was i got it not out of my system but i got enough to where i was like like the seventh inning of the fourth game on sunday i'm like <laughs> all right let's wrap this shit up like i'm mm-hmm. fucking dying at this Jesus. point my feet are killing me my arm is like bulging i i gotta get the fuck home i'm exhausted right um but that's how I went nuts, man, by going and playing four games a weekend because I just love it. I, and still to this day, now I'm playing once a week, one game, and I'm a wreck. I get when the game's over at like noon, I'm like, motherfucker! Like I just I would kill to have one more game. I just it's never enough for me. Yeah, it's never enough. So, um, but yeah, it's the it's that it's the passion, it's the friendships, it's the guys, it's the um, the competition. I, I just I've always felt like. The day I stop wanting to compete, whether it's at baseball or radio or anything else, then I'll just die. That's when I'll die. I'll, I'll know I'm ready to go if I don't feel like competing. Yeah. Because I love to compete. So everything that you've done in radio has gotten you to where you are now. And something outside of your control happened to San Diego sports that usually never fucking happens. The Padres became relevant. Yeah. It's remarkable. You guys are hitting your stride and, and you are the show for Padres fans. Yeah. You are the show for Padres Twitter. We feel that way. And it's pretty evident uh, based on the ratings as well. I mean, it's... Look, if I was on the flagship Padres station and nobody listened to me about the Padres, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. I, I would. And, yeah. and I, I... That is a weird position for them to be in, but that's exactly where they're at. And they've got... You know, I mean, for their lineup, Tony Gwynn Jr., I think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, I think he's a, a, a guy that... I don't want to give them any business advice, but the fact that they don't really promote him as much as they should, it just goes to show you like they're they're And I know all the, the management and stuff over there. I worked for them. They're they're They don't want to be in that business. They don't like that business. They don't want to be in sports. I mean, it's, it's evident. It's one of the things it's, it, it's just different. Well, 20, 2019 it. is a different time to be selling radio yeah. and you have to be creative in the way. I mean, we talked to Kaplan in 2017, you know, about why isn't the sales team out there, pitching instagram to businesses why aren't they pitching yeah why aren't they like why aren't these things relevant yeah they uh 
Because that's what I care about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what you want. Like, if you're going to do, if you're a business and you want to do uh, radio, it's not going to really behoove you, I don't think, if you're, give me any business. Give me, like, perfect example. Guy, guy hits me up. He has this product for uh, baseball, and it's called the follow-through bat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got this, it's like a it's like a metal bat, and it's got this, like, pin inside of it. And when you swing it correctly, the thing slides to the end, and it makes this sound. And, like, I hit it off the tee. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, probably not for an adult league player because nobody gives a shit what we're using to get better. Yeah. But, yeah, get this in the hands of a minor leaguer. So he was wanting to meet with me about radio. And I go, I go, dude, you don't want me to endorse this product for you on the radio because what am I? what's my niche? I'm going yeah. after adult league baseball players, 25-54. Like, yeah. what, are you going to sell one bat? It's not worth it. But endorsements, repetition, sponsorships of, like, what I want I want to, when I listen to my station back home, you would hear like, all right, it's time for E! News brought to you by, brought to you by Behind the Smoke or brought to you by Cali Comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been the same ones for 20 fucking years. Yeah. And you know it. And this, those little sponsorships, I don't think they're that expensive. It's branding. And the thing about radio, it's radio, top of, it's brand, top of mind, top of mind brand, yeah. brand, 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 brand. People want these magical results. It's not going to, it doesn't work that way. It's frequency. It's repetition. And um, relationships. And relationships. Like and the personality. Relation, the relationship that the business has with the, like, you can go in as a business and say, well, what's my ROI? Right. What's my ROI of radio? Like, those people, they never get any fucking return. Never. But if you are a great person and a great business and the people that you bring out there, you can develop incredible, like, the relationships that we've had with radio has just been phenomenal Absolutely. for a business in Spring Valley. Absolutely, man. And and that's where that's where so many business owners don't see that um, and it's hard to sell, right? I mean, Very it's hard to sell. It's any, t- I, I did a, a brief stint selling sponsorships for the Texas Rangers at one point in my life. I hated it, man. I hated it. Like, yeah. you know, you want signage in the ballpark. Well, how do I know it's going to work? I'm like, at this point, I'm like, fuck it. I don't, I don't yeah. know if it's going to work. See you later. Like, it's just really hard to, you have to believe in the product as well. And like, you also have to have the creative flexibility to help the business or the brand right. to get the exposure because you can have whatever inventory you want. I can have signs at the fucking event or you can be in the program, like whatever you want to call it. Like, well, what do you care about? Right. Like as a business, what do you care about? What do you want? Yeah. I mean, if, if, do you have, do you have employees that you want to go and take out to, you know, a nice, a great day at the ballpark? Right. Then I have that available. Absolutely. And that's, there's a, there's these different layers. And I think people, do get hung up in ROI and, and, you know, but I, I, I do know that like what Kaplan does, he's got that business mind. I, I don't have really that business mind. What I do though is I've done a good job at endorsing products over the years because I've always loved and believed in those products. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll, I remember being confused once when a sales rep walked in and I was on the Mikey show and he goes, anybody in here have Uverse? And I said, I do. And uh, he said, oh, great. How'd you like to endorse Uverse? I said, yeah, I love it. And Mikey goes, no, 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 you can't. You're not doing that. I, I'm going to do it. I go, but, but you don't have Uverse. You have Cox. Yeah. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. It's the Mikey show. I'm doing it. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. How are you going to endorse a product that you know, it just it didn't compute with me? And so I another one of those life lessons of like, don't endorse shit that you don't believe in. Correct. I went, and I say into my spots. When I broke up with Hannah at that time, I was so fucking depressed. I didn't know what was the matter with me. I thought I was dying. I literally thought I had like some terminal disease. Go to my doctor, my family doctor. Guy walks in. He's got the papers and he's kind of rattling around. He's looking at these numbers and he goes, I got to ask you something. I want you to be honest with me. 
I go, sure, always. What do you got? I'm like, what am I dying? Like, what fucking chlamydia? What is it? Like, tell me right now. <laughs> and he goes, what did you take? And I'm looking at him like, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, was I just at Coachella? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no idea oh, what the fuck I just took. <laughs> I don't know how MDMA got in my drink. I really don't. But um, no, I go, uh, what do you mean? He goes, you took, did you take like Winstrol or like Decadurabolin? What anabolic steroid were you taking? And I'm looking at my body going, clearly none. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I've never seen levels so low of testosterone in my life. This is my family doctor. This isn't the total yeah. clinic. This is my family practitioner. He goes, did you take something and then get off and your levels drop? I go, I'm looking at him like, no. He goes, well, he goes, Mr. Woods, you have the testosterone of a 90 year old man. And I'm like, Jesus. So I'm, I think I'm dying. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I had no gas in the tank, man. I'm like, every day was just a grind to get through. So then I go to Total T. Wasn't even on the air. Wasn't endorsing them. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, I used to be in radio. I'm fucking dying. And they're like, hey, I'm dying. we remember you, but you're still going to have to pay because like, yeah. I wasn't endorsing it. So I started on the Total T program. And I didn't really feel anything. And then my guy at the gym, my my uh, trainer at the time was like, give it about a month. One morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, like the fog has like- lifted. Like the sheet is rising. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm back. And I was a client of the Total T Clinic for two fucking years before I got to endorse them on the radio. Wow. Like talk about believing in a product. For sure. That's belief. Um, yeah. My eye doctor, you know. I had I had gone in and friend of a friend had recommended Dr. Feldman to me and went in, did it, was like, I want to endorse this. I paid out of pocket. Yeah. And ended up getting paid back over the course of like four years. But I loved to talk about her because I got it done on a Friday. Sunday I was on the baseball field like a fucking hawk. Like everything was vivid. The grass, I'll never forget that day. I'm like, I can see it's every stitch on the baseball, it's right? Insane. It's insane. I mean, once I got contacts, I was like all of a sudden, I could see the ticker, yeah. like the bottom ticker. It's I'm like, crazy. once I couldn't see the ticker, I was like, what the fuck is going on I know. with me? And I then know, all of a sudden, man. I have HD vision once I put on contact. It is truly, it was truly amazing. So I, I've really done a, a, a good job, I think, at endorsing products that I believe in. And that's the that's how you get it, man. Radio endorsements are just clutch. They're just so clutch. Mm-hmm. But you got to do them. You got to keep doing them. You got to keep doing them, keep doing them. And they can get a little expensive. Uh, but I, I, they work. They absolutely work. Where do you see radio going? I mean, we're 2019 and I mean, 20, 2020, 2021. I mean, there's a reason why you were podcasting. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I like podcasting. I do. I've obviously been doing it for a long time, but there's something. Okay. Manny Machado is a perfect example, mm-hmm. right? Manny Machado signs that morning. What podcast was I going to listen to to get that news? You had to listen to live radio. Had to. Yeah. And you had to listen to live and local radio. And you guys fucking stayed live. And if you, and if you tuned into 1090 that morning, we made your fucking day. Because our day was made. Yeah. You can do an number. And I'm not shitting on podcasting. Because again, I love podcasting. I just, I like them all. I like yeah. them both. I love them used in conjunction with each other. Um, I've never been, uh, I've never had that thought process of, Radio is going to die. It's going to go away. There's still the best way to connect to a local audience is through live local radio. And I I really believe that. And I just have this, I've always had this theory that as long as there are sports that are played, people will want to hear and talk about them. So I always Mm -hmm. feel like sports radio is a little safer than music radio. That said, I mean, I don't know that 
I know that some of these stations need to be fixed. I know they need to be managed. Um, and they need to start over. They need to get other salespeople that they need to have more, more, more. I just, it's a fine line. You know, you got to pay for the good talent, but you also got to make sure you guys are out there selling good yeah. ratings. Um, and we're finally getting ratings. So, Sean, after 10 years roughly in this business, I no longer think about 2022. You um, think about today. I think about our show today and I think about our show tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if I think about 2022, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I've heard for the better part that I've been here that radio is dead. And I hear it all the time. Some guy today. Newspapers are dead. Radio yeah, is dead. dead. Radio is dead. Television Some dead. guy I mean, today. Sports radio in San Diego is on life support. And I'm like, we're at, we have like a fucking five share right now, mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. So un, un, unbelievable. If that's life support for men, 2554, fine. Call me dead. I'll take the fucking five share. Like I am, uh, I'm ecstatic with how our show has gone. And listen, it's not in my hands. If mighty 1090 survives yeah. or if, if it goes away, oh, well, not my fault. Sure. I did my fucking job, you mm -hmm. know, and hopefully somebody else will pick me up. But if that doesn't happen, then guess what? I will figure it out in the next thing. I'll go work for the fucking SEALs. I'll mm -hmm. go do whatever else I have to do to support my family that I'm passionate about. Um, I don't subscribe to that. I understand you have to always be planning for the future, and I do, and I have, and I am. I'm constantly thinking about what if, what if, what if. But as it pertains to radio, it's out of my hands. I, it really is. I... So many of these things that came along were supposed to just ruin, like Apple Music. I don't use Apple Music. I'm yeah. not paying for Apple Music. I pay for Spotify because I like it. Mm -hmm. I use it all. I'm for not. Sure. I don't just listen to local radio. I listen to podcasts. I listen to um, my app, uh, station in Dallas. I listen to a million things. I consume a lot of media, but I I don't like the people that are fucking radio sucks, man. I podcast only. Well, you're missing out. Sure. You're missing out because guess what. I pod, I love listening to podcasts. Sure. I got ten of them on my phone right now mm -hmm. that I that I go through. And when I'm sitting in traffic, if I don't like what I'm hearing on the radio, guess what I do? I put on a podcast. Mm -hmm. But I consume all of it, and I think uh, those people that are so quick to shut down, you know, terrestrial radio sucks and local radio sucks. It's like, nah, man, like you're missing out on some good stuff. A couple great, of guys great storytelling, are, yeah. great content is great content. Laughing and, and mm -hmm. yeah, we can't curse and we can't do some of the things I want to do. And we are a little bit restricted, especially mm -hmm. us. I think in the morning, um, Kaplan does what the fuck he wants. <laughs> Kaplan does not years give in. a fuck. Kaplan will do three hours and <laughs> never mention sports. Sometimes and not and listen. Sometimes uh, those are my it. favorite shows. Yeah. When we had the when I first started, we were having those battles. With him and Cilio on yes. the air. Oh, that was the best. That was the best fucking radio that's, that's radio. been it's that's like, happened in San Diego was, my whole life. It was stern. It was unbelievable. I every was, show was roasting. Every Cilio. show was roasting. You guys were roasting him. Darren Smith was roasting him. Fucking Kaplan was. Kaplan roasting. was like a fucking. He was like. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going. I'm listening at home like this. I'm pacing. Like, oh, it's, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Cap. Holy shit. I was riveted, and you know we need more of that. You know, Absolutely, that, we need more of that. Well, it also helps to have, you know, the Dave and Jeff podcast that are commenting on the radio, on the but radio. they were also, yes. they're fueling the fire oh, yeah. with Twitter and the things, but it's like all of the talent is all, you guys are all getting along. I texted those guys the other day and I, they, I think they mentioned it on their podcast. So it was me, Dave, Jeff, and Costa from 1360, who's now my competition in the morning. So yes. I love, I love Costa. Have no, I don't have a beef with one single solitary person at 1360. Not one. I love all those guys. Mm -hmm. I really do. They were great to me. Um, and I will never say a bad word about them. They gave me my shot. 
97.3 The Fan, different story. All <laughs> Completely different story. Uh, fuck them in their ear. But I'm texting Dave and Jeff and Koss, and I go, Dave and Jeff, you guys fucked up. You should have done whatever you had to do to get mornings at 97.3. I go, can you imagine if I'm on 1090, you two dipshits are on 97.3, <laughs> and the king of all dipshits, oh, Costa, is fantastic. on 1360. Our bosses would hate us because we all love each other. Yes. We always will. But I would be like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Let's call them. Yeah. And I, our boss would be, stop calling Dave and Jeff. Stop it would, calling It would Costa. be phenomenal radio. And the bosses would never let it happen. Yeah. They never would let it happen. Even though the listeners want it. Even though... Even though we all feel that there would be enough of the pie to go around, none of us really give a shit about making money. Absolutely. We all like doing a good stuff and, 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 and having fun together. Mm-hmm. The wars between the three shows would be <laughs> San Diego lore. Like, they'd be talking about it in 30 years. Like, remember that fucking summer where Woods was going and throwing shit at Dave and Jeff at their live broadcast? And oh, be phenomenal. It would be amazing. And those they would look and go, that motherfucker, he got us. It's our turn. And it, none of it would be taken personally. Um, you know, we would agree like, all right, let's not do ratings. Ratings is an easy mark and Costa, you'd lose every time, but, <laughs> but let's go have some fucking fun. Right. And make For this sure. fun. And, and I was really like, it popped into my head. I'm like, that would be amazing. It would be fucking And phenomenal. Jeff's like, well, they won't, they won't talk to us. <laughs> like the guys, they, Jeff, Jeff's been burning his, burning as many fucking bridges <laughs> as he can. <laughs> Kevin Anybody Klein has a better shot at getting right? back into 97.3 than Jeff. Jesus but, um, Christ! No, man, it's a it's a fun, fun industry, and and it it it's lacking though. We there needs to be more. I'm constantly pushing our show to do better. You know, Ben and I, Ben and I have this ongoing thing, and and Paul it does a great job, works his ass off, makes no money. Paul Reindel, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Man, he has really grown into a. a a guy I can't live without. Well, he cares. He cares, he cares so deeply much, about the show. So much. And at I all hours. I cannot imagine my life without Paul in it as my producer. Um, but, you know, he has a job to do. And his job is to make sure that we have interviews. And Well, not only have interviews, but a lot of producers don't understand. I mean, Alex Padilla gets it. But if you don't get that content up, like say Jim Trotter comes on. ASAP. If you don't if you don't cut that interview up, then how can Trotter retweet that right. out to his followers? To all his people. It's like Paul you need is to get that traffic. You have to get that traffic. And Paul does a phenomenal so, job. So it's so funny because you know, Ben does the the news at night and then comes in and's got to do four hours with me. And I think there are times where Ben's just like when Ben wants to put it into cruise control, because mm-hmm. I understand him wanting to, and For I sure. I know he needs to sometimes. Fuck. So that means I gotta step up. And bring the heat. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. And, and I, I that means for me, I got to pick him up. He's, he's mm-hmm. my partner. But if Ben had his way. So you mean taking videos of him when he's sleeping yeah, in his when, car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit like that. If Ben had his way, we'd do 19 interviews a day. Why? Because interviews are easy. Yes. And you can say, hey, so tell me about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sit back. Let him answer. Next thing you know, 20 minutes has gone by. And you're like, all right, when we come back, we're going to be talking to so-and-so. And I, I challenge Ben all the time. I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't want it. I don't yeah. want to do that interview. I don't want to talk to the Cal State San Marcos golf coach, yeah, Ben. Them. I don't want to do it. Let's do something better. Let's do something more original. And, and he gets it. He mm-hmm. gets it. And, and it, he's like, and he'll go, all right, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, that's my, how you make each other better. Follow my lead. For sure. Follow my lead, Benny. And I go, Ben, I know this sounds crazy, but I would love to get to the point one day where we can do a four-hour Ben and Wood show without one single solitary interview. That's my goal. 
is I want to do a four-hour show where we don't have to go, hey, let's get an update on uh, the NCAA brackets. Mm-mm, no, yeah. I want to do four hours of us and our takes and our bits and our stories. And I think we can get there. It's going to take some time. It's really hard to do. But I don't want to have to use interviews as a crutch. 75% of them are great. And they're mm-hmm. they're really good guests and they're well done. It's that one that sticks with me for a week where I'm like, why the fuck did we have that guy on? Why the fuck did we? Yeah. Why did we fucking blow? That guy was fucking terrible. You know? I And it's on me. Like, I get mad. I'm like, I, I got to pull something out of this guy and make this good. They're not all home runs, right? No Can't no be. hitter goes Can't up and be. hits a bomb every fucking no. time. Um but I at least we are now thinking that way where Ben will be like, we got an idea for a bit. And I'm like, all right, that idea is fucking terrible, but let's make it better. Like, we'll make it better and better. And then we extrapolate it. And it's great. Paul's the same way. Paul will send me these long texts of like, blah, 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 blah. And he's so excited and like ambitious. And I'm like, all right, but how do we execute it? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm just thinking. About it. So <laughs> figure it the fuck out. The fuck out. So <laughs> it's great. Like, this is our day every day. He had me. We had Alan Trammell on today. I love Alan Trammell. Alan Trammell's a fucking Hall of Famer. He's San Diegan. I go, he was great. And I go, but why are we having him on? We were talking Tigers baseball. And I just want them to, and I want, I'm the guy that's constantly trying to push us to, all right, shit, what could we do that's better? Well, I think a lot of your past radio experiences helped you with that. Had to. I mean, had to. You've seen, you've seen success and failure on both sides. Yeah. In, you know, on the music side, at all these different buildings that you've been in, being a utility player on all these different shows. Like, fuck, we have, like, this is our shot. This is our shot. I can't can't think about 2020. I have to think about fucking tomorrow. I've winged it. You have four hours tomorrow. I've done four hour shows where we didn't prepare, not by my choice. I've winged it. I hated it, but it made me good. It made me good on my feet. And I'm always, like, and I'm sure it drives those two crazy. Because they, they're in the mentality sometimes, too. And I totally, again, this is not a shot at them. I fucking love them, and I understand it. They're in the mentality of, okay, cool. I got four guests booked. Okay, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. Like, it's, I did my job. I'm good. I can go do what I need to do. My brain all day is like, God damn it. What the, give me a fucking bit, man. Think about something with Manny and Tatis and... What can I write? What can I produce? Well, you want that compelling what voice can I do like, that you can't miss? Yeah, that you, you want have that. to hear. Correct. Like, you have to hear. And every now and then, I don't know if you heard the Easter. We did a bit where Ben, you know, Easter Easter hearts that had like, I love love you yes. and stuff. I Valentine's said, heart. Yeah, Valentine's hearts. Yeah. We did it for Valentine's Day. And I'm driving into work and it just popped in my mind. And I'm like, Ben's looking at me like, are you fucking crazy? And I'm like. We're, yes i'm like we're fucking doing it we did it and it slayed like it just slayed it's the ben higgins valentine's uh-huh. hearts and it was it murdered and like that's when i'm like reach over and pat myself on the back but i'm like without ben it doesn't work i can't do that like i need him to to do that so he, he they've been both so accommodating of my fucking whims and i'll come i'll run in in the morning but paul get this audio and i want you to fucking put this in there and he's like okay and he just does it and he nails it every time so they're amazing but I, I'm always constantly, I'm the one that's like, let's go. We, need, we can mm-hmm. do better. We can do better. We can do better. Um, let's be better. Let's be better than than Costa and Judd. Let's be better than Dan Cilio. Let's be better than Scott Kaplan. Let's be better than Darren Smith. Let's be the best. You know, let's be better than DSC. Sure. Those guys have run this town for a long time. Let's be better. Let's go get them. Yeah. I love those guys, but fuck them. Like, I want, I want the crown, you Absolutely. know, honestly. And there's only... There's only one way to get it. You know, it's to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's 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 my goal. 
For sure. That's I think goal. that's, you know, one of the things that we've learned just podcasting is we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're right. not radio people. I right. mean, we would run our business, but for us, it's given us the opportunity to fuck up, to fail, to stumble over words, to try to just do the best fucking job we can yeah. on a consistent basis so that each week we try to be more compelling and listen to, you know, the people that are listening to the show, the people that care. That's all we can do, right? That's it, man. That's really all we can do. You know, I mean... I mean, the thing that we love... I fuck up words every day on the air. It's it's, it's part of the deal, you you know? You say stupid shit, but you you, you know, the, the most... The best advice, if some kid asked me, how do, I, how, do, how do I be good on the radio? Be you. Be you plus 10%. Mm-hmm. is some of the best advice I've ever learned. Um, you don't want me plus 20. You don't want me plus 15. You want me plus 10. Um, me at zero is still enough. But you plus 10%, that works. That works on the air. That's the best advice I ever got uh, in this business is be you plus 10%. Nobody likes the way over the top. No, Stephen A. Smith's fine. His takes are actually really brilliant. He has some brilliant takes. I don't need you to scream at me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need it. Like, yeah. I know that's your shtick. I get it. You know, the, all those guys have done so well for themselves. The Jim Rome's the world. I can't listen to Jim Rome. Anymore. No, I just can't. I, can't I don't want to do a I, smack I mean, off. I used to, I used to love Jim Rome. I, I, you I got some guy. I can't you do got, it. You got some guy calling it. in, reading off of a script, trying to get on a smack off, which changed. is like 1997. There's nothing different. Yeah. Where is your evolution? Yeah. How have you gotten better? How has your show gotten better? You know, how have you grown? Um, if you're still doing the same bits you were doing 15 years ago, guess what? I don't care how much money you make. You suck. Yeah. You suck. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I feel. If you're not constantly looking to do better and be better and be different, then, then you're lazy. You're lazy. Yeah. You're lazy. You're lazy. And I, I don't, that's one thing I just don't, I don't like that about this business. As far as like for us podcasting, it's something that it lives forever mm-hmm. on the internet. And you know, one of the cool things for us is it's literally a time capsule of what's happening in our lives. I mean, when I, we started in May of 2017, it was right before I was going to have our first son, yep. you know, Colleen. And now am I waiting for our daughter to come in June? June. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. But then I go back and I listen, I'm like, well, first of all, that was a shitty podcast. I did a, you know, I did a shitty job, but then I remember. Hey, but I remember. Don't ever go listen no, to but, your old but, shit. No, but but you but you remember you remember what the fuck you know was the going day. on in you your life. You remember the day? Yeah. yeah, you do. I. I what, what would you want your son to remember today if he if he were to listen to this and he was you know a teenager or he was you know about to go to college? What would you want him to to know? It's that thing of like uh, it's the I I really spin out when I think about the fact that I know we're gonna have knockdown dragouts. I know, I know we're not going to get along all the time. I know that. I mean, nobody does. My one message to him will always, well, there'll be a few, but one of them will be just be passionate. Like, and, and it's hard. Like I know there's only a couple of things out there that if if he was super passionate about, I would have a problem with Mm -hmm. one of them being like, if he was really into gaming, (laughs) esports, he was an esports player. Now, if you want to, I play, dude, I, I will lose myself for eight hours playing fucking MLB the show, like eight to 12 to 15 sometimes. No problem. But then I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to die. My brain is rotting. You can't do this all the time. Hannah will not, she won't let a fucking PS4 in the house. She sold mine when I moved in. I had one and I was like, babe, we can watch DVDs. And she goes, Nobody fucking watches DVDs anymore, you old bastard. Like, I'm selling this thing. Sold it to Dotseth. <laughs> oh, no way. Right? And That's his kids got hilarious. it now. He's got my PS4. Gave him a hell of a deal. And uh, so if he was, like, way into gaming, I'd be like, oh, shit. I just, 
like you sitting in front of a computer all fucking day, like You'd support 19 him. hour. I probably would. You'd support him. My wife wouldn't. Yeah. Which means I wouldn't. Yeah, I know. Because I'd be. Me too. Yeah. I'd be like, My wife's the same. I mean, she's. I, yeah. It's like, the same, we're, we're about same to have thing. A, we're about to have a daughter and she knows damn well oh, as much. She loves her, her mother. She talks to her mother every single day on Skype, like, which is incredible because it's free and she can video yeah. Skype and she can watch her granddaughter on the other side of the world. But. Like she knows that there's going to be a point where our daughter is going to become a teenager and yeah, she's she'll going to be fucking awful. hate her. Yeah. She's going to hate her. She's going to hate you. Yeah. You guys are going to like, it's, it's, I spin out about it all the time. And I, I just, when you look at, I look at him at night and he's such a sweet kid and he's also a little shithead. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to be a fucking prick. Aren't you? You really are. He's going to be just like his old man. <laughs> Frankly, just like his mom. Yeah. And I look at Hannah all the time. I'm like, Oh, you surprised two assholes made yeah. a little asshole. Shocking. Like that's how it works. But at least he'll be, He'll be quick. He'll because Hannah's quick. Hannah's the quickest human I've ever met. She's twice as quick as me. Just bam, bam, sarcastic, cutting, like funny <laughs> as hell. You're like, God damn, that hurt. And uh, you know he'll have some skills there. He'll be able to talk. But I just I hope that he finds something that he loves, and I hope he finds it early. And yeah. I don't want to. I want to support without pushing, and I want him to be uh, passionate about something. Passion to me is everything, and and sometimes my passion is misguided. Um, and the way I express myself is misguided and, and it's wrong. And I, I yell and I, I get upset, but it all pretty much comes from a good place, you know, a place of giving a shit. And I have always, like I said, I, I've always felt like if I'm not passionate about something, I won't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just won't. If I don't have that burning desire to compete or to, to, to you know, be better on the be radio. better. Yeah. yeah. Then I won't do it. Yeah. I mean, I just won't do it. I'll, I'll do something else, you know, find something else that lights the, uh, the, the fire, but it's never been a money thing for me. Money has never motivated me. Cars have never motivated me. I don't need fucking nice speakers. I don't really have a thing. Like, I don't like, oh, I'm really into, you know, whatever, like TVs. Like I just never had a thing. Like I've, you like the opportunity to do the things you love and baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like mm -hmm. I'll spend 250 bucks on a bat, you yeah. know, but I'm like, I don't give a shit what my car looks like on the inside, outside the rims. I don't care. It's not me. Um, I have the things that I'm passionate about and I throw myself into them fully, you know, 100%. So that's kind of just been kind of how I've gotten through it. Um, and like I said, just more speed bumps than you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, I know life, my life looks pretty great and it is, I have no complaints, but holy shit, is it hard sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier now, the less you give a shit after a while, you're like, man, it really used to bug me what like my reputation was or what people said about me. And then I think about the people that I know and that know me the best and that I'm close with. I'm like, no, oh, they love me. I'm yeah. good. I love them. Yeah. You know, and what a building is saying about me and, and the, the rumors and things that have gotten back to me. I'm like, some of them speechless. Like, I'm like, really? Like there was a rumor that I slept with a very, very attractive female DJ and that we got caught uh, at, at a broadcast location of a big festival and that that's why they can't do houses anymore. I'm not, I'll tell you right now, it never happened. It never mm -hmm. got close to happen. But as far as that rumor is perpetuate, have a ball. Yeah. Like it doesn't make Whatever. me look bad. I've heard some of the gnarliest shit sure. about myself. Palais was the best. <laughs> Dave Palais was the best. Some of the best advice I ever got. So, you know, the Kevin Klein situation yeah. that went down. Oh yeah. So, Kevin Klein was coming to San Diego. Yeah, 97.3 The Machine. Correct. And was tweeting how he's going to take everybody's audience and fuck you guys. I'm coming for you. And shtick. I've yes. seen it a million times. Howard's done it. Everybody's done it. So 
he posts that meme, the jump to a new morning show. Yes. Off the Coronado Bridge. Off the Coronado Bridge. Su- suicide joke. Suicide joke. Before actually, he's even started on the Padre's air. Which Padres Twitter was all over. And yeah. they said, this is fucking unacceptable. And started retweeting the Padres. Mm-hmm. So two days later, they're in meetings. And they're like, Steve Woods did this. Steve Woods is responsible for creating this hubbub, this uproar. My only tweet about it was I tweeted at Cantori because we had both worked there. And I said, hey, man, remember when we were the problem children of Intercom? And that's all I said. <laughs> Padre's Twitter, uh, Gavin, I believe, was yeah. the guy that kind of started it. Yeah, Gavin was all over He had it. like lost a family member to suicide and was like, fuck, I'm pissed. Like, this he was sucked. He was really upset. I, I mean, he, I, I was there very early on. Yeah. When he, and I was like, dude, this is fucking wrong. How do they explain it in their meeting was, hey, guys, don't worry. Woods did it. Woods did it. And that rumor was going around, and they're like, Woods has burners. And you didn't have a job. I didn't. I had just. I had been on the 1090 for two days. For two days, yeah. Uh, we've traced the IP addresses back to 1090. It's <laughs> Woods. He's got burners. I'm like, is all I, the sales staff saying that? Yeah. Oh uh, no, it's management. It's not me- the IT staff. Right. Right. Management <laughs> These and like fuckers didn't and like trace Kevin Klein. Yeah, it gets serious. And so they're like, it's Woods. Woods did all the. Woods is the one reaching out to the Padres. I have a fucking six week old at home. I'm sick. And I have a brand new job. I've, I've been there for two days. Guys, don't blame me. Blame Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. Blame the guy that sent it. Also, maybe blame yourself because maybe you approved it. Yeah. Maybe you said it. Maybe that's why he's still in the company and you really just kind of shut him actually, up. And, it was actually a graphic. Yeah, like it was graphic. Somebody actually made graphically designed oh, absolute, the fucking Absolutely the they did. And it was yeah. signed off on. Yeah. Okay? And I know that. And it wasn't taken down. So I'm fucking wigging out. Because it's going around this. I got people calling me, texting, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, what? Number one, I barely know how to check messages on my phone. I'm not <laughs> going to have fucking 40 burners and be doing some complex Correct. web. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a wreck about it. I'm a wreck. I'm like, my fucking reputation. I'm fucking going to kick somebody's ass. Fucking Palais calls me. I tell him the story. He goes, so what? Own it. I go, what? He goes, own it. Go, what the fuck do you mean? And he goes, you basically just got a guy fired. You made them flip an entire station. They're giving you that much power. Own it. You're a fucking legend. And I went, like this. I go, oh my fucking God. It just, it just made sense. I was like, like sure. And, and think it, whatever the fuck you want to think. It was right I then, can't change it how you think right anyways. Then, in that moment when I stopped giving a shit mm-hmm. and I went, oh, good. Fuck you guys. Thanks. Right? Thanks yeah. for the, thanks for the legend. You know, mm-hmm. thanks for the legendary status that, that girl you said I slept with. Doesn't make me look bad. Correct. Keep talking about me. Keep lying best. about me. Like, keep making shit up. Because, all, like, one of the other great stories, and before we go, so I, I go over to iHeart, right? And uh, I, had, I had, the way it went down when Cantori and I got fired, Cantori got fired. They wanted me to stay. And I said, I can't. Like, I'm a prick if i stay right that's we're partners we have another year mm-hmm. whatever and it was tumultuous it was a rough year there's no no question about it can't blame them can't blame him just one of those deals so i walk into uh iheart and you know who little tommy is tommy sablon i think so he's been the producer yeah. for um f- he was actually yeah I have yeah tommy. little tommy yeah. he's, he's been around for everything mm-hmm. the fucking radio hall of fame he was jeff and jerry's producer i'd peripherally have known little tommy like through facebook right so it's like my first day i walk in like get my key card and fucking out of the tommy sublon walks in woods dude been wanting to meet you man i'm like hey how you doing man pleasure to meet you fucking radio hall of famer like this is great he goes man i fucking i just had to introduce myself i go oh cool thanks he goes 
fuck, dude, you're a legend. I go, what? He goes, dude, I heard when they fired Cantori, you walked in the manager's office and told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> and I'm like, and I look at Tommy, I'm like, that's yep. absolutely what happened. That's exactly 100% what happened. I told him to go fuck himself, fuck his mother, fuck the whole, and I go. Flip the desk. I flipped the desk up. I fucking kicked the door down on my way out. I jammed a key card right up his ass. Then I walked out the door. And I'm looking at in my mind, I'm just laughing. And right? I'm just like, holy shit. Like, holy shit, yeah. this business. Um, but yeah, it's I, I no longer give a shit. It doesn't bother me at all. Keep it up. For sure. Because your eye, their eye is, I heard that at on opening day, that fucking load, Rich Herrera, who was running Padres Radio, he's not anymore. This is great, all the dirt you guys are getting. Uh, Rich <laughs> Herrera makes this sign at Petco Park opening day that says, Steve Woods is a Yankee fan. And I'm like, <laughs> so what? and here's me. Yep. Yeah, no I shit. Literally never denied it. What no hat am shit. I wearing now? What game do I fuck? Yeah. I watch, I'm, I go to more Padre games, I watch, I'm so into the Padres. And, and here's me in my mind. I'm like, keep it up. Yeah. That's one more instance. Your eye was off your fucking prize. For sure. Your eye is on me. It's not on your job, which is making 97.3, I don't know, viable, listenable. Yeah. Your eye is off the fucking ball once again. And guess who that benefits? Me. Keep it up. Correct. And if you're listening, keep it up. I love Absolutely. it. More, 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 more. Give well, me we, more. I mean, we love it and we appreciate you and Ben for igniting the fire that happened with us on yeah. Twitter. I mean, yeah, Stover, my pleasure. Wrote, Stover wrote a whole blog post and we've talked about it on the podcast. But I mean, people getting upset with us for supporting the Chargers. It's, it's crazy it's, to me, man. Like these fucking people have never been to Spring Valley, right. nor would they ever nor come would to they Spring ever, Valley. Yeah. Like you fucking, you fuckers are tweeting from North County or yeah. Gaslamp or wherever the fuck you are. You would never, never come touch here. foot in Spring Valley. No, and all so you're true. doing is adding... So people, hey, where's that? I've never it, heard of Cali Comfort. This, this galvanizing thing happens, right? The yeah. people that, even the people that like you moderately, yes. then like you more, I mean, right? The amount if, of Yelp reviews, the positive Yelp reviews we got because these people are writing, the, you know, it, it was unbelievable. I, I hope Rich Grateful. Her, I, I hope Rich Herrera makes 25,000 of those signs and I yes. hope he posts them around Petco Park. For sure. Right? And Everybody wants an enemy. Absolutely. And I've got so many. A lot of them, I feel like, I feel like they're, and that's the, the only thing that sticks in my craw every now and is like, man, what the fuck did I ever do to you guys but coming yeah. to work my ass off for you? But if that's how, like, I don't like playing in the mud, but God damn, am I comfortable there? Sure. I am really, well, sometimes really you can comfortable. Just, you know, I'm comfortable. Hang with the punches. And and that's Get it. In the and ring, and no it's problem. just like, it's like, holy crap, you guys. Keep talking about me. Keep yes. talking about Ben. You know, there's. I mean, we have Charger fans, like anti-Charger fans that are upset, like about now about the Padres. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you know, this fucking restaurant, like they're supporting Dean Spano. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with the Padres? Right. It has nothing to do with it. Like we all, we also cheer for the Cholos, the soccer team in, in Tijuana. Yeah. Is that, is that a problem? Yeah. It's, uh, it, it really is the, it's, it's baffling. I do, you know, it's funny. My wife's a native, obviously yeah. grew up here and she's, she loves it here. She'll never leave, but she's not, she, she knows she's comfortable in it. She mm -hmm. doesn't need to let everybody, like she know you, once you're here and you just know it, it's in you, then it's in you. You don't have to tell everybody, you know, she doesn't have to be like, I'm San Diego native, 619 till I die. You know, she's just, yeah. she's just lives it. She just is it. Um, and therein lies the difference, you know, and sure. my son will be the same way. My son, native San Diego, yep. you my know, son, and, and native San Diego. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's uh, it you know that's that's nothing, dude. I would do that for for a friend uh, any time, and I just thought that 
what that guy did to go out of his way like that is a shitty thing. Yeah. It's a shitty, shitty thing. It's happened to me. A lot of people came to my defense. But what it does is it galvanizes everybody. It makes you stronger. It makes your business better. makes your radio show better. Um, makes your relationship with your partner better. That's how Ben and I, you know, I told him about that the other day, and he's like, fuck, tell him to keep it up. Mm-hmm. We love that. There's just more instances where they're not focused on what they need to be focused on. And it's because every person they hire is the wrong person. It is, it's almost remarkable. If it you is. fucked up as much at your job as management does for that radio station, you wouldn't have a restaurant. Yeah. You'd be grilling sure. shit in your backyard. We would be closed. That's it. Yeah, we'd be fucking closed. That is it. Absolutely. So, I mean, for us, all the people that listen, we truly appreciate not only what you do for Cali Comfort, but what you do for sports in San Diego. The fact that you're willing to come and share My pleasure. your stories, um, your, vulnerabili- your, your vulnerabilities. <laughs> well, I mean, that's but that's the thing that is compelling is that you're not telling us how fucking great you are you're telling us how fucking hard it was to get it's to where you so, are so hard and that's still that's the it's truth still so hard yeah it's still know? fucking hard it is i mean we've been running the restaurant for 11 years it hasn't gotten fucking any easier no. it's actually harder today than it was nah, in 2008 you're, just, you're more comfortable yeah you know you're more comfortable but it's like shit pops up and you're like god damn never thought of that mm-hmm. now we got to deal with it uh what's the best way for people to find you uh you can find me on twitter at the Stephen woods again a guy was giving me shit about the the Stephen woods <laughs> it used to be at mikey show woods and then when the mikey show was no longer i like hit suggest and it was the first one at the Stephen woods i'm like all right cool so it was at the Stephen woods it's not the Stephen woods i fucking hate <laughs> that but i'm like whatever whatever it's consistent it's you, at you're... the Stephen woods the same on instagram and then facebook i don't know how much longer i'm gonna have facebook so facebook's cluttered with don't shit. Even... facebook is the fucking worst yeah uh i don't know how much longer i'll be on there but i think i'm Stephen woods 22 on facebook all right um good deal the only the only thing we have is uh social shout outs or behind the smoke uh winner getting a mug Episode number 99 is going to Todd Allen, um, 04 Farm D. Uh, he wrote us a very thoughtful review on iTunes. Um, we appreciate that. Derek will be back next week for uh, big episode number 100 and uh, give us some stories about Kansas City and I am BBQ. Other than that, um, what do you got? I just want to let you guys know the uh, the lineup that oh, let me, 97 let's, let's... three just put out. <laughs> just so you guys know, if you're not going to the Pottery game today, you should because you're going to get a chance to see Eric Hosmer play shortstop, and you're going to see Fernando Tatis Jr. behind the dish today. No way, according to uh, ninety-seven point three. Who the fuck is working over there? The fan- oh, Austin Hedges making his debut in center field. No way, just incredible. Wow. That's that a good is, one. We'll I, put that one in the show notes. Can I fucking tweet this out? Every, everything uh, everything yeah, like, we talk. I'm ta- such a troll now because <laughs> those signs, I'm like, really? Okay. And, they, and like in my own mind, I'm like, do I want to call attention to them? Yeah, it doesn't Absolutely. really matter. I kind of do. Absolutely. Call oh them out. Oh, my God. That is too. Well, uh, we appreciate your time, man. And, um, Thank you. What a, well, we're, how oh, serendipitous was that, seals. by the way? Be, wait, the seals. <laughs> yes. So any... Obviously, we're devastated that the AAF is folding. Right. Um, we love the fleet. Jeff Garner was on the podcast. The whole front office, Johnny Castillo. I mean, the work that they did, they had something incredible built. Unfortunately, it got out of their hands. Things Building something that big, it was ambitious, oh, God, beyond very, ambitious. Very, and we were very, very close to getting uh, Charlie Ebersol on the podcast, which would have been fucking phenomenal. Um, but he's got enough shit to deal with right now. <laughs> But the yes. seals are offering tickets to fleet fans. Yeah, if you so there's got, a ticket exchange. If you got uh, tickets for the fleet game on the 14th, you can use them for the the seals game on the 12th. Again, 
the most fun I've had. Oh my god, watching watching you at the Seals game is fucking <laughs> just phenomenal. If, I think I think it's actually more entertaining than if, watching the I've, fucking. I've heard that before. I, I don't. I, I don't want to take away from how <laughs> badass these fucking guys are. But if you've ever seen a lunatic in a box screaming yes. no microphone for two and a half hours, phenomenal. I lose it, man. I I get so caught up in it because I love it, and I've met. All, I love all those guys. Yes, they're the hardest working dudes. They make not a lot of cash to be professional athletes and they fucking play because they love it and they are badasses and they are artists it was um, incredible they're so the games are so much fun yeah i went with uh, zach duster one of my best friends since elementary school and he's a huge lacrosse player played yeah. in college and he was beyond impressed at the level um it was it was phenomenal it's, 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 it's great a fucking blast. time it's great fucking time yeah and uh, if you're ever interested in coming to game hit me up man i could probably find a way to get some of you guys in there and then uh, if not just go to sealslax.com they've been phenomenal to me love being a part of that organization and right i appreciate you thank you guys